All right, that's whenever yeah. you're ready, sir. I am ready, Robert. Safe. Is it safe to is it safe to continue? This, you can't say whenever you're ready, and I'll say I'm ready, and then you start talking. We've been over this. <laughs> One of our commitments as a part of Metacast 2.0 is to get more definitive and declarative on our opinions. We felt over the years that we would kind of soft play it. I wouldn't give you real strong definitive answers on some key topics. That's done. We're not doing that anymore. In this episode, you hear exactly how we feel about SAFE, whether you should use it, whether you shouldn't. So hopefully you can finally walk out of this episode saying, I am clear on how Bob and Josh stand on safe. One thing you also hear is we'll be talking to the chat. We're starting to record these live. So you can always watch these on YouTube or Twitch every Friday, usually 11 a.m. Eastern. If not, we'll post an update and you can check in then. Be sure to subscribe so that way you know when it happens. But it was nice to have chat there, adding comments, throwing in ideas about directions that we should take our topic. So it was wonderful to be live with our friends, and I look forward to seeing you on there soon. All right, on to the episode. This is the definitive episode on SAFE. Bob and I have hemmed and hawed, if that's an actual saying, about SAFE. Is it good? Is it bad? Are parts of it good? No more. We are going to give you a clear answer on should you use SAFE. So that's it. After this, you'll be able to walk out of here, walk into any room, and have a good discussion. I didn't say argument, a good discussion about why you should or shouldn't use safe. So that's the objective for today. Robert, I know you're passionate about this. So I want to just step back, get out of the way and let the big dog eat. <laughs> oh my God. You just ruined me. I had a little bit of an attitude there. And you uh, just had, I lost it. Up. Oh, um, no, it's, I like the way you phrase it. It's a recommendation, right? So let's look at it as a recommendation. Someone walks up to you and they, and they, you know, they're looking for that and they do that a lot. What I've done historically is I've waffled. Uh, like I, you know, I talk about, oh, I was an SPC once and, uh, you know, I, I, I talked about my trail in training with uh, scale, scaled agile, uh, or, uh, you know what, you can use it as a set of patterns. And you can implement patterns or, uh, oh, you know what? At scale, it, it's, I even have this discussion with Mary Thorne quite a bit. She, she's using it in her job uh, and I respect her. Um, but, you know, it's like, oh, you know, at, at large scale, it works. I'm just going to definitively say don't install save ever. There is no context anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm not very proud of myself as a, as a subject matter expert you know, whatever, arguably. And as, you know, as someone who's supposed to, you know, as an influencer, I've been waffling and I've probably done some harm. And there's probably some, you know, pesky folks out there that, you know, have 
spent oodles of money because that's what it is. It's a, a freaking dollar sink. And, um, and, and they've done that. And so I'm coming out. Don't do it. There's no conditions where I would recommend as a coach that you do safe. Done. There's so many other richer alternatives. Um, and it's a huge mistake. And I, I, I think people are still making that mistake. Uh, and there's so many, there's so many consultants have come out that way. Uh, but then you have the safe, you know, people you talk, Josh, we come out that way. Like, like saying safe is the thing to do. Is that what you're saying? No, no. A lot of them have starting to come out more, more aggressively saying it's not the thing to do. Okay. But then there's this safe industrial complex that always attacks them. Right. And, you know, we have a case study and we have this and, oh, you know, coach, or they didn't spend enough money. I don't know if you ever saw their picture, Josh, on the safe site. It's, I, I, I did a, I did a blog post. I called it shoots and ladders. They have this, the, the safe adoption <laughs> picture. It looks almost identical to shoots and ladders and all every three blocks. It's like cha-ching take a class, get it, get an exam, get a certification, cha-ching. And then cha-ching and cha-ching. And I've, I've tolerated that. And I think that's, I think it's crap. So I'm, I don't know if I'm a big dog, middle dog, little dog. I don't really care. I am never, I don't think it has, safe has redeemable anything. And I need to stop sort of waffling around that and talking about its redeemable qualities. Actually, things in safe, like PI planning, Josh, you know what? They like borrowed that, stole that from other people's ideas. That's not a unique I mean, the the labeling, of course, you have to label it so people think that you came up to it so they pay you. But, you know, program increment planning is is unique to them. But the whole notion of release planning predates SAFE by at least a decade. I mean, it was an early XP practice. If you, if you all want to you know, check me on it, there was a uh, planning XP pro, uh, projects book. There was an early ec- extreme programming series. And one of them was Martin Fowler, and I forget who else was the co-author, but Martin Fowler and someone else co-authored this book around 2001, 2003. And uh, they talked about release planning in there, like multi-iteration planning and doing it as teams and doing it across teams. Uh, and to me, that was release planning. And they they co-opted that. So that's a good practice uh, in and of itself. But then I give credit. Oh, you can use that. Safe has a nice practice. No. Safe, safe is this toolkit of borrowed stuff. It's, it's too, it, it, it's too pervasive. So throw it away, and now then look at what are patterns out there. Not safe patterns, but good scaling patterns. So I'm willing to take it a step further and say that safe is inherently evil, because. Amen, brother. Yeah. No, go, go for it. I want to hear more, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. I like this because it has tried to portray itself as the silver bullet that when, when you reach scale, this is the only way to answer the problem. And they were very smart, right? There's no doubt that the perpetrators of safe are very smart with marketing in that they have done a very effective job at marketing to executives of larger corporations. Like I remember on day one, when I started at Dude Solutions, I had this three by five safe poster that my boss handed to me and said, we are doing this. Do you remember that thing? 
Yeah. It was, yeah. and everyone that's not three by five inches, that's three by five feet. And it was, and Josh is carrying it around in, uh, in this company. No, you were. I'm not exaggerating. No, I know. You, I were, know. you were dragging the thing around under your arm in the hallway. Like, what are you doing, Josh? We're doing save. What is that? Here, let me show you. Oh let me take God. 75 years and explain everything on the diagram. And that was like version two or whatever that was. But that was a quick no for me as the person that was in charge of implementing the process there. It was a definitive, no, we're not doing this. Yep. Uh, now, many of you that have known me for years and heard me talk, I've, I've shared many feelings about the PI planning and how I, yes, I was forced to go to a safe planning session and I expected to get nothing out of it. I, I walked out of there with PI planning and I put that into place, but I made it my own. Um, it wasn't the way that they described. We didn't do release trains. We didn't do like, we didn't do all that stuff because it wasn't appropriate for us, but safe as a whole, the entire thing I think has done more harm than good because it promises what shouldn't be promised as it is the silver bullet that will solve all of your problems, especially those of you that are larger corporations that have deep pockets for training and everything that goes along with that, because there is so much training that is required. And yes, it has evolved and there's certain versions where they make upgrades and they clarify things, which I, is a great thing to do, uh, but then with that comes more training. So from my perspective, uh, as I was thinking about this, of good versus bad, bad's a strong word, maybe bad isn't a strong word, but the good it's provided to the community and uh, teams doing work versus the harm that it's done, I think the harm heavily out outweighs um, any benefit that that was created from it. Well, it's evil. I mean, it's not even a balancing act. I, I agree. There's a comment in the chat that says, I'm going to just read it. Safe is a tool in the toolbox. I believe it's a money laundering scheme, but some of the ideas have applicability to some situations. The only thing I would disagree to that in is take safe out. S- safe is not anything unique. It's prepackaged stuff. So, so what I'm don't borrow anything from safe, retire it, shoot it, bury it now, then go to the community and build your own scaling framework based on patterns that you see. There is nothing in safe, but don't give it credit is what I'm trying to say. I hear that a lot. Safe is a toolbox. Oh, it's not, it's not safe's problem. It's almost like guns. It's not guns. You know, what guns don't kill people. People kill people. Safe doesn't kill people. People kill people. I don't, don't, don't purchase it. Right. It's, it's this inclusive thing. Skip it. Uh, You want release planning there. I've written, I've written about it. Josh, you've used it. Uh, the people have talked about it. Books have referenced it. Safe has, is an aggregation. I don't think there's very much new thinking in Safe, at all. It's just like sort of conglomeration. Now they package it together. Uh, they have a wonderful website. They have a three by five picture that you can carry around in the hallways and point to. Uh, but no, don't don't give them because it's in cities. Because then other people might interpret it, not understand, and they may take Safe uh, as a full feature. So go get patterns, build it yourself. Uh, 
there's a there's a friendly face in the chat uh, saying that no one gets fired for installing safe. Uh, my argument is no one gets fired immediately for installing safe. I think you've set a ticking time bomb off and that it will create a fair amount of strife and strain within your organization that uh, it it will not succeed without pain and suffering. Um, so, yeah, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> they leave before the bomb goes off. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's one of the reasons why I I want to stop waffling, because I I'm doubling down on what Josh said. Safe is evil. Safe does do harm. It does harm to people. So, uh, you know, sort of. Um, what is it? RTEs. There's a lot of folks that are malicious RTEs, that they're driving teams, that they're driving outcomes. Uh, it, it, it's not a good role. I was arguing with someone the other day, uh, and SAFE keeps growing. It's like a disease or something. They keep adding certifications. They added a SAFE certified scrum master and then a SAFE advanced certified scrum master, or whatever the language is. And I was arguing with someone, why the hell would SAFE... I mean, there's already scrum master certifications. Uh, and, and I was talking to someone who would actually teaches it and understands the material. And I'm like, well, what's different in the save? And it's like, based on the scrum guide or the other certifications. And she said, there's not much. There's a little bit of anecdotal. Well, like, why do you have to create? Why do you have to have it redundant? Why don't you, why don't you take a walk on the wild side and recommend like P like go to scrum.org and, and go to, and go take that rigorous certification. We don't have to, re we, we don't have to recreate the wheel. But no, the money-hungry folks who want to keep it, it's this additive thing. And it's just its just revenue. its To me, it's snake oil revenue. It's, it's agile industrial complex, and it's doing way more harm than it's doing good. Okay, so, so, so let's, um, let's put ourselves in the situation very similar to what I was, where you walk in. Uh, so I, it was a perfect scenario for this challenge and maybe there aren't many people that walk in a situation like this but i was hired into a job into a role to come in and lead the agile process for engineering and the company and on day one i was informed that it had been predetermined that we were doing safe so i immediately started to chart a path of how do i get this brushed to the side so we can move forward um, and I, I was lucky enough to have been provided the lateral mobility and no, that's the wrong word, but the, but the capability to chart my own course. And it was made very clear to me, like, Hey, if you want to go this direction, that's fine, but it's on you. And if this, if this stumbles and falls, that's your fault, right? We have said safe is the way to, to go. So. I want to talk about it and give people tools, ideas, courage in which they can inside of their company start turning the big battleship of safe and get it out of port and get it out to sea where it's not going to be a problem. Thoughts so on how do, all that. So how to how to how to get rid of it? How, it, how to it's remove be a it? Long haul. Yeah. How to how to start that. So I think that, that I think I think minimization, I think safe has its own, what is it? It's essential safe. So only do essential safe. 
which it, last time I looked had like 10 practices. Mm -hmm. So if thou must have safe, then I don't even care how big you are, then throw everything out, but essential safe, right? Um, and then just stick with that. I'm, I still want to, I still think it's evil, but that might be, so that's, that to me would be step one, right? Step two would be, uh, someone, someone in the chat talked about mindset to me, um, safe is like mind numbing. What is it? Fear. I was, I was looking at Dune. The, I was recalling, I was reviewing the movie Dune and like fear is the mind killer, right? is a quote from Dune. I would actually say safe is the mind killer, right? It's the agile mind killer. It's do safe. It's a, it's a checklist oriented thing. We bought safe, so we're, we're going to do that. So then I would start bringing in agile mindset, truly in thinking at a team level. Um, so, so like flipping it around. I remember years ago when I first, I, probably even before you were dragging that card around, Josh, I remember talking to someone in very early days of save and it, it had like this hierarchical picture and leaders were at the top or programs were at the top and teams were at the bottom. And I, I fundamentally said, well, one of my problems with safe is why have teams at the bottom? I said, I would feel, I would feel so much better if you could flip the damn picture up. So the teams were driving. So it was all about the team. It was all about value and team and agile mindset. And everyone else was serving the team, if that made if that made sense. Just even that change, so that would be part of, you know, sort of changing uh, safe. And then I'd say descaling. There's some agile co coaches and that talk about descaling. Like you go into a safe instance, and your goal is not to grow it, is not to train it, it's to get rid of it. Not not maybe not as a whole, but but start carving it off and having that mindset, and really challenging why are we doing these things. Like the PI planning, do you know that people just because I think on the safe website last time I looked, PI planning was a five-day event, Josh. Okay, it was a five-day event. There's an agenda there. There was an agenda there. There was, and that, I don't even think that's inclusive of the prep time and the preparation. So I'm not, if that's five days well spent to coordinate a large, you know, to, to do release level planning, then fine. Uh, I've done similar things in my context in a day and a half. Do you know people are blindly following the the five days and just they're yeah. just they're, I, that they're just doing it? Yep. Uh, so, so stop that, stop that. And I, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure no one on the safe side is saying don't do that. But the, but people are not feeling empowered, right? Well, the website they're checking. They're not thinking about leaning and value and and activating their own mindset. So descale. Yeah, that's. That's the approach that I would take is you start to actually operate with the agile mindset and bring in lean thinking and just identifying waste and removing it. And you'll initially have some pushback because it's like, oh, that's not what the website says or that's not what the trainer said. Uh, but then you just dig in and start asking questions like, okay, cool. What value are we getting from this? The, the other question that I've found that's effective is people often when they're in an environment like this, lose sight of what value they're trying to deliver, why they're there. And a tool that I use is I start asking people like, why are we here? What's yeah. our, what's our job? What yep. is the uh, expected outcome of all of this work? And often it ties back to outputs. Well, we have 
this plan. We have these features. We have this thing. Like, no, let's stop and remind ourselves that we are here. We exist to deliver value to our customers, internal, right. external, whatever. That's that's why we exist. All of this stuff, we have to take an honest and hard look and say, does it help us achieve that outcome as effectively and quickly as we would like of delivering something of value to our customers? If not, then why are we doing that? And right. you'll actually get pushback because, again, they've right. been ingrained, they've been doing it for years or whatever, but you have to kickstart that mindset through challenging and asking difficult questions. And what you can't do is you can't just come in guns blazing like we did and say, this is evil, this is terrible, this is a industrial thing. Like that's not gonna get you anywhere, right? You have to start changing hearts and minds and open, reopening eyes because that's what happened is so many people in this environment turn into like safe zombies of this is what safe says to do. So this is what we're doing and brains are turned off. And, you know, the way I like to look at it is, hey, we, we, we hired your brain because it's really good. And what SAFE does is it often takes people's brains out of their head and just puts it on the shelf and says, don't worry, we got this. You just become this zombie doing the thing that we're telling you to and everything will be fine. For some people, that's comforting. For me, that's terrifying. But you kind of have to, like, shake people and wake them back up and like, hey, wait a minute. Like, let's remember why we're here and who we are and we're a group of really smart people that can navigate ourselves out of this we don't have to yes it's nice to have a roadmap but we don't need step by step i mean i remember so i i challenge i'm i'm agreeing with you josh i so everyone what do you think people did before they were safe like safe wasn't part of Genesis biblically or whatever book you want to read you know on the first day there was light and then there was safe or something right it's that's that's not so it was created but what well, there were years of agile execution pre-save what the hell do you think we did we you know if there was a scaling we we scaled well what did we use i, re I remember working with a client i've told this story in the medicast before josh but it's relevant i remember working with a, a client that had like 120 scrum teams it was a scrum instance 120 scrum teams, about 40 teams per product line, three major product lines, a lot of people spread all over the place, right? So scaling, and they were they were happy. They were they were pretty happy. They used Scrum and they scaled it up a little bit. They extended Scrum just a, just a tad, and then they leveraged Scrum of Scrums, and then they you know sort of had epics and they did do some portfolio stuff. Not not a lot of hand waving. They didn't sell it. It didn't have the uh, the 28,000 certifications or whatever, and it worked. But guess who had to build? They had to do the heavy lifting. They made it work. So I think there's a laziness or just let me let me buy it sort of factor yeah. here as well. But it's part of it's the check-in, but part of it's laziness. Do a little heavy lifting. And, and I mean, and they started the groundswell up. They used Scrum. That's all we had. And XP. XP practices and Scrum. And they rounded it up a little bit, and they created this minimalist wrapper, if you will. They didn't, they didn't sell it. They didn't talk. I'm getting excited here. They didn't talk about it, right? They, outside, they just did it, and they and they delivered great results. So that's possible. That's that's where I'd like to see scaling go. And there are some frameworks we don't talk about them enough, but there's some simplistic fra or minimalist frameworks that are that are out there that we could we could choose. Nexus is one, 
Scrum at scale is another, right there. I think there's there's some less is another. There's some minimal, more minimalist frameworks that we don't have to just go all in on on the dinosaur or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So okay. I, can I can I just add? I think there was something that one of the there was something that someone said that I wanted to pull out. Um. Just hold on. Oh, da oh, I just I just think this is funny. We need to put a link to this in the post or something. So even where someone said discipline agile ripped off safe, how meta is that? The, I don't know if anyone's ever seen those fishes, like there's XP or there's uh, there's XP and then something else eats it and then something else eats it. Well, I saw a cartoon where safe was the big whale that was eating all of the other things. But then just a year ago, on the and it may not be there now, but on the Disciplined Agile website, Disciplined Agile ate safe in its picture, and it just made me smile. I was like, you know, it was well deserved. So I just, I, I think, so where that's going in. So it's safe is if we don't stop safe, we're going to get something bigger and something bigger. There's so going to be these bigger fish. Does that mean? I'm sure there's some mathematical. Uh, equivalent of therefore discipline agile is safe or uh, sorry therefore discipline agile is evil because it's eating safe it's going to inherit that evilness or it already is evil and is decided or it's going to have or it's going to have gastrointestinal difficulties or something i, I don't know but but yeah. yes yeah yeah so, so i would i would agree i would agree with that but but you know be careful all i'm saying is it was well deserved right the biggest scaling framework in the planet needs to watch its needs to watch its back because something else may like eat it not not the right lean direction i'm not recommending that what were you going to say josh i cut you off i don't remember it happens all the time oh. i hate when i do that uh, no you don't it helps your word count stay stay high um okay so where where to go from here, uh, it, if if you're in the unfortunate situation where safe is already in place, or you're walking in and you've been told safe is the answer, number one, get a little nervous. Actually, get a lot nervous because that company is has decided to turn the brains off and just blindly use this tool. So you have an uphill battle just in how that company operates. The fact that uh, the company's gotten there. So now, so let's, why do we boldly say they should, we're, we're waffling again, potentially. And, and okay. I don't know, but, but it's like, if you encounter safe, get the heck out of there. Right. I mean, again, pad your bank account, be careful, <laughs> don't, right. Ha have a next step. But, and, and if you're in a safe shop and you want to be agile and you want to work in an, you want, you want to experience agile ways of working, and you want to have kick-ass product development and you want to have empowerment or some of those promises and you want to be part of it you want to have it yourself and and give it and be part of that then I, then what i'm saying is safe isn't that so so appreciate i mean you can be in denial for five years and play around with that that's fine stay there and be safe but i would say this is the bob and josh show the medicast saying if if you aspire to be to do great agile stuff i would say get out of there as yeah. soon as you possibly right. can run for the exits right so if you're in a safe world there's two options one gtfo 
uh, or two, you're a crazy person like me and you decide you're going to try and turn the tide and change everything. And uh, go for that. Go yeah, for that. And, yeah, and, send a, and send a check to Dean Leffingwell once a month just with a little smiley face on it or something like that, right? So I, I just, and he doesn't own it. Uh, so Safe was sold. I forget who bought it. But but scaled agile was sold to a consulting firm or something like that. So that makes sense. So I can't, so I I think I think Dean is probably on a beach somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like enjoying himself. I I will say I I will pick on Dean a little bit. I mean, he had worked at IBM for a while. He has a history of um, working on frameworks like Safe, and and uh, what was it ibm's i forget their process now i'm blanking on the process but they had uh, oh my gosh i can't oh a uh, rational unified process rup Ooh. so 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 dean was a part of the rup team so let's be fair and unfair right there is there are marked similarities between the intents of rup and the intents of safe i remember i was a developer working under rup I, I remember we installed RUP. It had like 10,000 pages of guidance. I'm not exaggerating here. It ripped my soul out. I came in and if you wanted to know how to check in code or how to what a good defect looked like, guess what you did? You didn't figure it out on your own. You went to page 9,872 in the RUP server and you followed the checklist and you created it just like they told you to create it. There was no responsibility. There was no innovation. There was no emergence. There was it was just terrible. I mean, it worked. I didn't know anything better, so I infinitely went to Rupp and did, did. I did exactly what Rupp told me to do, and and I think that same that's that same pattern, right? In uh, in Safe, you can see it. Well, that's the goal, right? Because then your brain gets turned off, and the only solution to a problem is to go back to that well and say, "Sir, may I have another?" You know, and, and then Correct. get more and more of that very declarative, definitive, thou shalt do X, Y, and Z and nothing else. So that that's yep. the, it feeds the monster. Um, exactly. The, exactly. And everyone's, oh, it's not Rupp and it has, no, no, go look, go, go look at one and look at two. And it, it's exactly, it's almost the same. It wasn't, Rupp wasn't that success. It had like a 10 year run, as I recall, 10 to 12 years, something like that. Uh, but it, it it eventually pooped out. And then there was an Agile up, right? So they tried a, an A up, right? That was created in the open source. And that didn't do very well as well. That was actually one of the very early Agile methods outside of Scrum and XP. There was a, there was a smattering of, of methods that are interesting uh, around the time XP was and Scrum were emerging. Uh, and this was pre-Kanban. But, but again, uh, it, it's, it was that monolithic thing. Yeah, so do we cover? Do we cover? Do you? I, I not just cover it, but were we were we definitive enough and clear? Yeah, enough? I, what do you think? yeah. We're gonna we're gonna make sure there's there's clarity there. One of the things that you've said to me numerous times is just go back to Scrum and XP, and that really is the foundation for so much of what actually yeah. works. And XP is one of the like forgotten things that has many of the principles of small a agile in this is how it's done well so i think you can find the substance that's necessary in those two frameworks oddly enough not commercialized uh, just out there and it does most of the work and then as you dig into some of these other frameworks you start to realize oh wait that's just that 
from Scrum yep. or FP with a different name, but a slight twist. So that's all there. Everything that you need is there. You don't need this monster. So to close it out, the definitive answer from the Metacast, Bob Galen and Josh Anderson, is don't do safe. And if you are a engineer or something inside of a safe organization and you aspire to work in an agile manner, that's never going to happen in your safe company. So if you aspire to operate like that, you need to get out. Otherwise, you're so, just like hoping and wishing. So if you if you're in a so if you have a chance to go to a safe environment, avoid it. If you're already in a safe environment, we're saying look to leave or just real, realize that you're making compromises that are going to affect your viability, that are going to affect you, probably, you know, your morale, et cetera, your empowerment. But that's okay. And I'm being serious. That's a personal decision on your part. But realize what you're trading off and then do that. Uh, or if you're in a safe environment, try to descale it. That's another variant there. But, but don't, don't do nothing. Uh, and the other thing I want to wrap it this way, and don't think that you're agile, right? I, I hear people now that we're actually losing agility or scrum. People are like, what, what, what are you doing? I'm doing safe. Uh, my heart literally breaks. My soul almost escapes my body. What? Because now, now the equivalency is agile, the agile, all of the agile mindset, the simplicity of it, the manifesto is all wrapped up in scaled agile. And that's the placeholder. And no, that's not it. Yeah, for those that are crazy like me and are willing to dig into the descaling effort, what you have to recognize is one, it's going to take a ton of effort and energy because you have to awaken people's brains again because they've been turned off and it's easy to stay asleep. Just like it's easy to hit the snooze button. You have to do all of the heavy lifting and dirty work to get people to wake up, open their eyes, get back out and get going in an agile manner. That's a ton of work. Uh, having done it a couple of times, uh, there, there are times when I look back and like, was that the best way to spend my year and a half or whatever it is? Yes. There are times where like, yes, it gave me so much in return that's helped me as I move forward, but it was a freaking slugfest. So, but, that's not, but, yeah. but I want to add a quote that's in the chat, Josh, as a way to connect to what you just said, but to land the episode, but it's worthwhile. It, and this is from Ryan said, the biggest problem with Scrum and XP is that you have to engage your brain and do some deep work to deliver and improve. Amen. So if you want an easy road, if you want to be spoon fed stuff, that's fine. Go down the safe road, but that's not who wants to do that. Come on, let's be honest. No one wants to do that. That's not bio. That's not the path that we want. If we if we really want to do great work, it's it's we have to we have to do deep work. It's hard. It's worthwhile work. That's the point. So continuous improvement. Where does it say that's a piece of cake? Right reflection. Right continuous evolution. That's that's the hallmark of what we have to. And and that's where survival is not in following some blind template or blind you know, sort of scaling framework. So I want to, I want to appreciate what Ryan was saying. He's, he nailed yeah, that, it. The, the, the uh, word you use that landed most effectively, effectively with me is survival. Uh, 
what are you doing to your career if you choose to live in an environment where the desire is to disengage the brain and just follow this path blindly? How is that going to set you up for future success? Maybe you forget like, hey, I want to be a leader. I want to be whatever it is, but I just want to be better at my craft. You've already chosen to not get better at the operational aspects of your craft. So how can you expect that the rest of everything that you do is going to get get better? So you're choosing not to grow if you go down the safe path. And that feels very dangerous to put into your career. So I certainly would advise against it. I certainly would run run for the hills and try and save as many people as I could as I was running for 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 the hills, but that's a it puts your your career trajectory in like flat. Like you're just flatlining at that point and that's that's a scary place to be. Hey Josh, I th I think we can stick a fork in it. I mean, we wanted to come out without the we one of our resolutions for Metacast 2.0 was to you know be more us and and really say what we mean we're not looking for everyone to agree some people in chat are going to disagree you're going to say hey we can do it within safe that's fine right you that i honor that opinion uh josh right but i want us as metacasters uh that we've had our experience you know that's not sit on the line so i think we did a good job today i i appreciate it yep i feel pretty good um, All right, so are we, can we close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. And from even more beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>